Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. Welcome to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Here, we dive into topics that reach far beyond the salon. I'm your host, Misty Jane. I'm a life and money coach for stylists who are obsessed with personal growth. I help you enhance your mindset around money, build a business that lights you up, and create a life of peace. Me and my guests are on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Wanna join me? then you're in the right place. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Oh, today we are talking about success. And what does success actually mean? I am chatting with my friend, Crystal L. She is the founder of the All Hair Academy. Um, She helps build inclusive and profitable businesses uh, when it comes to salons. Honestly, this girl's out here trying to change the world and she's gonna do it. Um, I've known her now for a couple years and she is really bringing light to the lack of diversity in the salon world. And although that's not the topic we are talking about today, Definitely recommend you giving her a follow on Instagram at All Hair Academy because Crystal is amazing. But before Crystal and I get into a very, very vulnerable conversation about success and what it truly means um, for an individual personally, I want to share with you, I am spilling my secrets. I am doing a free masterclass um, on how to become a cash confident stylist. I'm very, very excited about this because one of the main things that I dive into as a money and life coach is how you feel about money, how you can become confident when it comes to your finances, not just in the salon, but also within your life. Money and the relationship that you have with it affects everything. It affects how you show up as a stylist. It affects how you can show up in any manner of your life because money trickles into everything. So if you are ready to open your mind to a new way of financial peace in your life as well as your business, please, please, please join me for this free masterclass. It's going to be held on Sunday, October 16th, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It will be via Zoom. You can either head to the show notes um, in this podcast and click the link or even go to my Instagram and click the link in bio and get yourself registered. You do not want to miss this. 
Um, if you cannot make it, no worries. You will get a replay, um, but come and join me. There will be a Q&A. We can chat a little bit after, um, but I'm ready to change the narrative when it comes to finances for hairstylists. So please join me and also definitely enjoy this podcast with Crystal L because once again, she is always bringing some amazing insights. Um, and when it comes to finding su- success within yourself, uh, this conversation is pure gold. Hi, Crystal. Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> Excited to be here. So I'm excited about this topic today because I feel like it's something that I I briefly like brush on with a lot of people, but I've never fully dived into it. And um, even I, it took a long time for me to understand kind of what what ease in your life can actually look like. So today I want to chat with you a little bit about um, finding ease as you're leveling up. But before we begin, who are you and what do you do? <laughs> well, um, my name is Crystal L. I'm a hairstylist of 13 years. Um, I'm currently a salon suite owner with Commission Stylist. Um, and I am the founder of All Hair Academy, where the goal is to help create more safe and inclusive beauty spaces so that everybody feels welcome and helping stylist beauty brands get to the next level of whatever that is in their lives. Beautiful. So you wear a lot of hats. I do. Yes. You are also Most- a mother. I am. I am <laughs> a mommy of three. Um, I have a 20 year old, a 13 year old and a nine year old. Which I still can't believe you have a 20-year-old, but yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And then um, I have a nonprofit. So lots of lots of fun hats that I get to wear that I that I yeah, that I enjoy wearing. So let's talk about finding ease as you level up because I know that you and I have kind of been through this journey together for the most part the past couple of years. Um and it's, it's been very interesting. I remember two years ago, um, when our coach told me, Misty, it can be easy, you know, find the ease. And I'm like, what the fuck is she talking about? Like, literally that's what I was thinking. Like, what does that mean? Like, no, like, is it even worth it? If it's easy, if it was easy, everyone would do it. Like, you know, all the things we hear growing up. Right. And it's not until like the past year that I got it. And I'm like, oh, oh, I get it now. Like, you can enjoy your job. You can enjoy growing. You can enjoy investing. Like it can feel easy and it doesn't mean that there isn't hard work. So what would you say, um, was a kind of your journey in finding ease as you've leveled up? Cause you've leveled up a ton. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, and this is exactly what you said. I remember our coach saying that, and I remember, um, my mantra was how easy can this be? And so when I would go into something, I would ask myself, okay, I know all the things that I have to do with this project, but how easy can it be and how fun can I make it? Mm -hmm. And I've added the fun part of it in the last year. Um, But for me, I had this idea in my head that if it wasn't hard, if you weren't hustling, then you weren't doing it right. And so when things were easy, I could just make this shit harder. Like if it was too easy, if the answer came too easy, if if the project was too easy, if the opportunity was too easy, right? If the universe put the shit right in front of my face, 
I would be looking for the negative in it. I would be looking to make it harder. I would be looking to be like, no, I don't deserve this. Let me pick it apart. Like, hmm, like, so mm-hmm. all of the old habits would set back in to make me make this shit harder. So over the last few years, I was like, okay, how easy can it be? And you're like, is this easy because it's right in front of you? Which means to me, don't go adding more work. Don't go reinventing the wheel. Like the wheel is here, ride it. Um, And for a while that felt really uneasy in my body. So that was like the harder part. And it was like, why do I have this anxiousness? Uh, And I have the anxiousness because my body had not caught up with what my mind was trying to fathom about how easy something could be. Um, So through meditation, through talking to a spiritual therapist, um, to talking with our coach, that helped me just be like, you know what? If it's right in front of your face, it's meant to be. Don't look too deep. Yes. and so that's how it's been for me over the last couple of, uh, over the last, like, I might say the last year and a half. And over the last nine months, I have tried to have, let my body live in that. And I have to often ask myself um, or say to myself, like, it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. it is okay that that was easy. It's okay that you didn't have to, like, do 150 things because you did the 150 things already. Like you checked all those boxes. You worked really, really hard. So this is the reward. And I think we've been taught to work, 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 and not necessarily enjoy the reward. Um, And I've been reading the, uh, the big leap. And one of the things that the big leap talks about is that with, in, in regards to the reward, some of us don't believe that we deserve the reward. And I know for me, I used to be like a go, 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 go. And then I would have wins, but I was like, no, 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 don't celebrate too much. You don't really deserve to celebrate. Mm. So I think for a lot of high achievers, we've been taught to achieve, right? We go in, we, we love actually achieving, checking out the box, doing the thing, but we refrain from celebration because we don't feel like we deserve the celebration. And that's, an, that's something you have to like figure out why you don't feel like you deserve it. Well, it kind of comes down to, right? Like, okay, you want to have a certain amount of clients, make a certain amount of money, whatever. You have this goal in your mind. You hit the goal, but it doesn't feel any different, right? Because you, you don't take a second to go, look how far I've come, look what I've done. You're just going day to day you almost forget you hit the goal because now you have another goal. Maybe your goal is to like hit $2,000 a week or whatever. You know, you hit 2,500 and now you're like, oh, this isn't enough. I need 5,000 a week. Like, so we don't take a second to go, oh my God, look what I did. You know, like I, like we need to celebrate the small things because in all honesty, like whatever that goal is means nothing if you're constantly chasing it. Your Absolutely. goals are a drug. <laughs> like, you know? They are. Yeah. I And it's super interesting because, I mean, I feel like this conversation can go into so many different avenues. Like I was listening to you talk and I was like, oh God, we could go here, 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 and here. <laughs> um, but let's kind of start at the beginning because the ease part, I really didn't understand it for so long. I really didn't. I, I 
well, what do you mean? Like, it's your job. You're going to have clients that you don't like it. You're it's a job you're going to have, you know, cause it's what we've always seen. I know for me growing up, it's like, it just had to be hard. It had to be hard. And people who had a lot of money and had a lot of things and were like off doing stuff, like they were bad. They're doing, they're, they're, um, crooks. They're, you know, doing something they're not supposed to be doing. And it's not true. It's so not true. Like, what is something for you that you found ease in that you never thought you could find ease? Um, I would say I've found ease in coaching. Mm. So I I remember when our coach was like, you're going to coach. And I was like, no, nope, I don't want to like, and this is the biggest reason why I was like, because I just want them to do what the hell I say do. And I don't <laughs> like, and when they don't do what I said do, it's going to be a problem. So I don't want to do coaching. Um, and what I've learned is that with coaching, and consulting, I am not meant to tell them everything to do. I am meant to help them find self-discovery and doing it, but also giving them the resources and, and that I have already created and the lessons that I've already learned so they don't make the same mistakes mm-hmm. and setting up a system with the coaching to be like, what are we focusing on? This one task, that's what is in this call, what's going to feel awesome to you. And that way, when I go into the call, I already know how to lead them. I already have some resources for them. And now my favorite thing actually is one-on-one coaching, which I did not think that I would love at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and mostly because I wanted to control everything. Like that is, that is, but controlling is fear. Mm-hmm. So when you want to control everything, it's the fear that's creeping up because you can't, create the outcome in every situation so that you know how you're going to feel in every situation. Um, So I had to really dive deep into what, what would coaching look like if it was easy? And that's what I would ask myself. Like, so what would it look like if it was easy? It would look like when I got on the call, I was already prepared. I knew what we were going to talk about. I knew what success was for them at the end of the call. Mm-hmm. So that made it easy for me. So that is how I set it up. So sometimes it's literally like asking yourself, what would make this easy? Mm-hmm. And when you call that out to the universe, I believe like if you can call it in your brain, you can hold it in your hand. So if you say to the universe, this would be easy if I had um, a resource that showed me how to show up every day on social media, right? So you tell the universe what you want. You're scrolling on the universe and ta-da, there's something that shows up from our dear friend Jody that shows you how do you show up every single time um, on social media with ease? And you're like, oh shit. So there are resources out there, but if you don't call it out and let me literally say it with your mouth, the universe can't be in agreement with you and bring it to you. Well, and taking action, right? Like you yes. can say all day long you want to show up, but then you see Jody's program pop up and you keep scrolling. Yes. So you gotta, (laughs) yes, you gotta, you have to, it's the combination of seeing it, believing you deserve it because you do, we were born deserving and then taking action to do it. Believing you deserve it is huge. It's so huge with my coaching clients. That is like one of the biggest topics, especially when it comes to like money. Right. Because again, like our scale of like our glass ceiling, essentially it it can change. It can move, you know? And if you don't believe that you're capable, worthy, 
of making whatever number you have in your mind or whatever number you think someone else is making that you want, right? Um, You're never going to hit it. And I even challenge, why do you want that number? Yeah. You know, because that number, just because you see it all over, you see six figures all over the place, like six figures is a million dollars or like a hundred thousand dollars. Like what, what is it that you want? And is it a buzzword or is it something that you actually need and want for your life to feel successful? Absolutely. Yes. And six figures is such, that's such a good point because I remember, um, I remember talking to our coach one day and I was like, oh my God, what did it feel like when you hit six figures? And she was like, fuck, I don't know. Cause I wasn't paying any attention. Like I had, I knew nothing about my money to know that I'd even hit six figures. And it was the same way for me. If I tell somebody like I hit six figures in two years out of the gate, hmm. did I know I hit six figures? Hell no. Cause I didn't have no money. I didn't have any money consciousness. I had no system around money. I probably really didn't want to know that I made six figures because I probably would have did something to self-sabotage that I had made that much. Or I would have said, I, you know, I'm bad with money. Like, so all of these things were the stories that were playing in my head. And six figures really didn't mean anything to me until I wrote down my dream number of the life that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'm working for those four vacations a year. I'm working for those two vacations for my kids. I'm working for this, this, and this. And then I could call them out and it wasn't, it changed my look, the way I looked at money because it didn't, it wasn't about the money. It was about the things that I wanted or the feeling that I wanted in my life to make it easy. Like I wanted someone that cooked meals, right? So what would that take? What did I, what kind of work did I have to do to that, to do that? And that helped me push me to do the work, not the actual tangible dollar amount, It was literally like, what are the things that I want in my life to make me feel a particular way? And that's how I, that's how I continue to decide what I'm going to do next or or what the hell I'm not going to do next. And that right there is what it means to find ease. Like, it's not about what kind of business, what you want your business to look like, what you want in your bank account. It's about what do you want to feel like, period. You know, I was just talking with a friend um, this morning and I was like, what's ironic is right now I'm making like the least amount of money I've made in my adult career or my adult life. I have been the happiest I've ever been. And to me, that is hundred percent success. I get to pick my son up from school. I get to help stylist. I get like, it is literally like when I look at like five years ago, when all I wanted was to make a certain amount of money, but I was fucking miserable and I was tired and I had clients I didn't like, and I was working outside of my schedule and I wasn't home with my family. What is the point? And then you keep just going, well, when I make this, everything's going to change. And it doesn't change because you're not changing what is inside yourself. 100%. Money does not change anything. Like, Because the most rich people the, are, are, are miserable. Mm-hmm. Right. And and there is a statistic. It was crazy. The statistic was like, maybe it was something crazy. It was like 73% of lottery winners yes. actually are, are worse off in their lives than they were before they hit the lottery. Yep. And it is, and it, and it, they attribute it to the upper limit problem. So basically when you start to be successful, when you start to be happy too long, right. When you start to have joy too long, 
we ultimately self-sabotage. Have you ever thought about like, you get promotion at work, right? And all, everything is great. And then you go home and argue with your spouse mm-hmm. about nothing. And it's because you don't, and I can speak to this for myself. Like I would think that I've, I've been happy too long. And it's funny because it didn't hit me because I've been meditating for almost a year and a half daily, right? And it's been great. Like I'm always in a great mood most of the time. <laughs> all the things are happening. And then like a month and a half ago, I was like, I'm going to stop meditating because it's just, I'm just checking a box. Like, you know, I don't need to meditate. I need to, you know, I just need to do something different. I'm really just checking a box. And then, then it was like, I wasn't as happy as I was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going the way it was. Like, cause I visualized during my meditation. So I was visualizing what the day was going to be like, what I wanted to feel like. And now I was missing a big component that I was deciding at the beginning of the morning, what kind of day I was going to have. And so when I stopped meditating, I just left that shit up to whatever happened. And then I started to feel like shit. And I was like, damn, do you remember why you started meditating? Do you remember what it's been like the last 18 months of you meditating? Why did you stop meditating? Right. And right. so I've been, yeah, so I've been back about only about, about a week and a half and everything is like great again, you know? So it's, it's very interesting that it was like, why did I even stop? Like, and it's because something in my head was like, oh, you're just checking the box. Mm-hmm. You're just, you know, and that's how I used to believe and look at the things that I did. So that is totally like an old belief that I had that just came back up because I had been happy too long. I didn't yeah. think that I deserved that. Well, I mean, it goes back to that, like, when's the ball going to drop? When's the shoe going to drop? You know, it's like when things are good too long, that can't be right. Something horrible is going to happen, you know, and anything you focus on is going to happen. I always use the example of a car, right? You want a new car? I want a forerunner. I see forerunners everywhere. Were they always everywhere? Yes. But now I see them because it's something that I have been focusing on, right? And it's the same thing with our thoughts. If we're constantly going to go, oh, when's shit going to hit the fan? Shit is going to hit the fan. You're going to find the shit and you are going to (laughs) possibly be the one to throw it at the fan. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. So how easy can it be is that is instead of when is shit going to hit the fan? How easy can I make this? How easy can this be? And it has still been my daily affirmation still two years later. Oh, and by the way, off subject a little bit, you'd be proud of me. I'm on week two of getting up every morning and going in my sunroom and meditating. And then chapter of my book, even if it's a five minute meditation, um, because I still do them guided. Um, And I will tell you, it has uplifted my mood. I'm calmer. Like, I cannot tell you maybe a little this morning, (laughs) but I can't tell you like the last time I've had like legit anxiety, like I used to have. And I used to have it over everything, you know, like a client that maybe might say the wrong thing was coming in and I'd have it all day long, you know? So finding the ease in your life feels like it's not real at first. Yeah. You know, your body will tell you that it's not like your body will be uneasy. Like your body will feel a particular way. And so sometimes I'll just go on a walk and I will just move that energy or I will dance or um, one of the things that I've been working with and learning that anxiety and excitement are the same feeling. Mm-hmm. And when you breathe through this, if you're anxious or fearful, if you breathe through the fear, 
it actually moves it through your body. But a lot of times when we are anxious, I know for me, I hold my breath. Or when mm. we're scared, we... And that doesn't help. That just holds the fear and the anxiety in. If you actually take a deep breath, like you're blowing out a candle four times, it's going to move that feeling through your body. Like I used to literally just hold my breath all the time. And then when I would finish, I would be like, like when I'm driving everything. And that's why I was so anxious is because I wasn't breathing. Right. I, when I start getting anxious, cause it's still a pop-up, especially if I'm like not doing something, like if I just want to chill on the couch, like my heart will start beating, like what you lazy ass, like, you know, like all the things, you know? And I'm like, I will just put my hand on my chest and I will just breathe deep. I'll just, and just calm myself down. And it has helped so much because now I've learned that those voices in my head are not serving me and they are not me and they are not who I want to be. And, and it's, it's wild when you lean into that. It really is. Do you think, this is a question I've actually asked the last three people that have been on here. Cause this is just, these topics keep coming up. Do you think that it is possible to be truly successful without personal growth? Um, no, yeah, absolutely not. Because if, if that was the case, we would all be born successful. Like we would all just have everything that happens. Um, I believe that the combination of, because you, there's personal growth at every level, right? So when you think about us coming into the industry, the first growth we have is like learning the technique, right? Learning actually how to do the job that we're doing, right? And then the next step is like learning how to do the job that we're doing and then actually like interacting interpersonally with the people that we're doing the job with, right? Then we'll master that. Then we're like, okay, I want to expand into being a leader, well, I need to learn how to be a leader. Like some of us will think we're leaders and then you start working with different personality types and you're like, whoops, I'm not a leader. So then <laughs> there's personal development there. There's personal development about being a business owner, right? A lot of us are super creative, but we don't know shit about running a business. So then there's development that happens to happen there. So I feel like and there's personal development that happens on every level. And then what's even interesting to me is that, so I've done a lot of personal development on the business side, right? I've done a lot of personal development on the leadership side. Well, now I'm doing personal development on my love life. Mm -hmm. I'm learning that like, there are also ideas and schemas all around that I've tackled them in my business, right? Like I've tackled the limiting beliefs in my business and those things and it's successful. But when it comes to like having a successful relationship, I haven't tackled those limiting beliefs. And just because you tackle a personal development on this side and you're thriving, there are other parts of my personal life that now I'm like, oh shit, I gotta do this over here. And in doing that, I am learning even more about the inner crystal that doesn't affect my ability to run a business, but affects my ability to be in a relationship. Right. It's so, never yeah. ending. Never ending because yep, yeah, it's exhausting. <laughs> yes, I, I, it's exhausting. I find it fun. I mean, I love it. I I I'm to the point now where I have a hard time being around people who don't want to have conversations like this. Like it's turning into like a problem. Like I have, like I'm like, oh, like who? What friend do I want to hang out with? Because I don't want to talk about Netflix. Like you know, <laughs> like I'm doing bigger and better things. Like I'm. I even host, it's so funny that you say that because I even host this barbecue at my house and it is all like young um, black and brown entrepreneurs, girls and guys. 
And literally, like we we shoot the shit. This last time we had a we played because I'm now I'm diving into like personal dating and all the things. And so we played a game around like understanding like dating and blah blah blah. And then when we finished, I have two of them create reels. Mm. Like I brought out all my rights, and then we went through the things. And it was funny. I got a DM from somebody, and they're like, "Okay, did you have a barbecue, or did you are you helping people create reels?" And I was like, "Well, I." cultivating minds like I'm creating spaces to cultivate minds to cultivate businesses like I don't want to just hang out and I don't give a damn about the Kardashians I don't know right. anything. no idea like no clip like and if you're not trying to be better do better you don't want to be my friend because that, oh that's I have a very I it yes <laughs> I have a very hard time with like hearing the same complaints over and over again because I'm like well what are you going to do about it because yeah. <laughs> yeah. this is the fourth time I've heard about it, but I haven't seen you do anything different. And I, it's frustrating. It's, it's, it's interesting because, um, it's hard and I understand why some people get stuck in the growth journey because it, a lot of times you have to take yourself out of certain environments you know, you have to take yourself away from friends that you've had forever sometimes, or just have a different relationship with them. And that can be really, really, really difficult. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting, but I agree with you. I don't think you can be, I don't think you can be your true version of successful because I do think that there are a lot of people out there that have lots of money, beautiful businesses, blah, blah, blah. But are they truly internally successful? probably not no no yeah 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 so yeah and, and then and also when we say personal development I was explaining to somebody I think it goes in cycles now what I also think is that you don't like I tell people all the time like I don't ever I break it up into 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 almost four things um of what I'm doing in my life so like if I'm creating so if I'm like being creative and creating then I'm not consuming I am literally just creating all the things that I want in my business and my life, I'm like creating. And then if I'm like, okay, it's time to learn. I want to learn. I want to grow. Then I'm consuming. Then I'm implementing. So then I'm actually taking everything that I've learned and like actually putting it into practice in my life. And then I am analyzing it and deciding what is going away. And I actually do that on my moon cycle. So from Tulum, we learned about Within our moon cycle, there are specific areas when you should be doing things. And so I really follow that. And then what's super funny is when we are, so the Beauty Collective is opening our doors at the, um, at the end of the month of September. And I was like, oh, holy shit, I'm going to be on my moon cycle. This is TMI, I know, probably. And I was like, well, I don't want to be, that's resting. Like, I don't want to be doing that. And I, and my cycle came early and I am like clockwork. And so I think my body heard me and I was like, oh great, I'm, it came during rest time. Like it's rest and fun time. So by that time when I'm actually implementing and pre and actually like engaging, I, I will be at that peak in my body of wanting to actually do that. So it's very interesting the amount of things you actually do control when you realize that you control your body. Oh yeah. And I will tell you, like, I think as a hairstylist, we're so used to like, we walk in the door and we can just do the thing. Like it's, we don't have to think about it. somebody says they want a full highlight. 
you don't necessarily have to think about it. You know what I mean? Like you just know what to do. Right. And you never really had to like pay attention to your creative flow per se. You know, you walk in, you have a job, whether you're in the mood for it or not. But now as a coach, and and it is wild to me because I have learned my flow. Now I don't have it down to the clock yet. I really, I need to get my UD out and figure that out. But, (laughs) But I will notice, like I will tell my husband, like I am in a funk this week. I feel like everything's falling apart. Now, granted, nothing is falling apart. It literally, <laughs> nothing has happened. But in my mind, I everything's feel. going wrong. Yes, yes. And I know now though, that that is just my creative process. And that I that is my time to like, go hang out with my friends, go do, like, I have to kind of walk away from work for a little bit and not think about it. And then I will come back a million times better because the next week I am creative as shit. And I cannot like that. This is why you have all these thoughts in your car. You have all these thoughts in your shower because you are not distracted. The moment you're sitting there scrolling Instagram and you try to like think of something to post, you're not going to think of anything, but I will lay in bed. Holy crap. And fill my notepad with ideas because I'm just laying there. So you have to give yourself like, um, you have to give yourself time to be creative. Uh, What is the Oh my gosh. I heard a quote recently that is like, you cannot create, you can only create in silence or something mm. like that. And I really liked it. I'll have to find it. Um, but, and it, cause it's so true. Cause I am very guilty of, oh, I'm not confident in this area. So I am going to consume, 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 consume. And it doesn't necessarily build my confidence. No. I mean, it gives me some education, some things I can work with, but Building my confidence is me starting to do the thing that I'm not confident in. The yeah. first time I do it, I'm a little more confident. And then I do it again and I'm a little more confident. And then next thing you know, I don't have to think twice about it. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because again, when I was behind the chair all the time, it's just never, never something. The creative process was never something I thought about. Yeah. Because we just did it. Yeah. It was just like, it just naturally happened. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk a little bit about imposter syndrome. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this is another one, um, kind of talking about the ease thing and, and the body feeling uncomfortable. When I first started coaching, you know, I do my um, group coaching program and my one-on-ones and there you, the, you pay monthly. So I would be sitting on the couch and one of their payments would go through. And it was a wild ass feeling because I am so used to, I walk into work, I do a job, I'm handed money. And at the beginning of this, this coaching business that felt like I was unworthy of that money because I was sitting on the couch and I completely forgot of all the hard work I put in to make my course and all the hard work I was putting in when I was, was on the call with my, like, that was not even in my mind. It was just, I just got paid and I'm doing nothing. Yeah. And that fucked with me for a good six months. (laughs) do you have a similar like thing that you have worked through or are working through um so for me um mine actually taps into kind of even what I do and kind of what our industry has created um so for me I was like as a black as a black woman as a black hairstylist as a black educator like I have to do more Right. Mm -hmm. So in order for me to compete, in order for me to actually even be on the same level, 
as my white counterparts, I have to give more, I have to do more, I have to show up more. And most of that was just a limiting belief that like, I wasn't enough, mm. right? And so in order to be enough, I had to do all these things, but I was already enough. So that's how imposter syndrome showed up a lot for me. And remember how I said, like, I had stopped meditating and mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like it came back and Pastor Syndrome came back to me and it came back in a way that was like, um, who do you think you are to be talking about these things? And you, and you know how I checked myself real quick is I literally went and wrote down everything that I had accomplished in my career. And I started literally from like, Okay, you remember you rented your first chair. You remember while you were an apprentice, you became the salon manager. You remember after that, you did this and this and this. And it was just, it was, it was just a reminder that no, no, you did all of these things. Everything that you are talking about, everything that you're coaching to, are all things that you did. So I got receipts. So for me, it was just, it was literally sometimes we have to sit back and take a notepad out and write down our accomplishments. Um, because I don't think we do that enough. I think sometimes, especially high achievers, I think we just do. And we right. just do it because it's what we do, it's who we are, and we just keep going. But we don't ever sometimes sit back and say, celebrate it. Because I think sometimes we're also taught that that's not humble. Right. If you if if you talk about this or you talk about that, then you are not humble, right? And one of the meditations that used to come up for me all the time in my oracle cards was like, "Don't be so humble that you're a face." So basically, don't be so humble that you don't do the things that you're meant to do. You don't get to the next level. You don't you don't help the next person to create an inclusive space because you're afraid that if you stare your accolades or the hard work you did to get here, you're going to seem that you're not humble. Fuck that, I'm going to my own horn. If nobody else will, you should because you deserve it. I tell somebody, I was telling somebody the other day, it's like, I don't earn money. I don't earn money. I receive money because that's, that's, that is what's supposed to happen. That's me and my feminine. That's what happens. I just receive it. I just sit back because I did the hard work and now it is my time to receive. And I feel like we forget that. I like that. I don't earn money. I receive money. I'm going to write that one down for myself. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I Yeah, it's interesting. I was um, putting a reel together yesterday and it was one of those reels that like goes, it was, I went back to like when I started my suite and I like found all these videos and I'm looking at them and I'm like, oh my God, I remember opening my suite and being so stressed out anxiety everywhere. I remember walking into the health department and bawling in front of this lady that just stared at me. Like I was, it was, I remember being a hot mess and I think about it now. And I think about how I handle things in my life now. And I'm like that the growth in how I handle myself is immensely different immensely different. Like, and, and I think we also forget about that, right? Like we think about what we've accomplished. I use quotes because again, it, we're, we're kind of putting our worth around our business or things like that. But, but if you really look at what you've accomplished internally, like, I mean, I just, 
I just like walked away from the chair for 10 months and that gave me no anxiety. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was worried back then about like taking a weekend off so I could paint my suite, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, um, and it, it's, it is wild. Gratitude is insane. Yeah. Every day I practice gratitude every day. I write down every single day what I am grateful for. And, um, I, it was, when we were on, when we were in Dallas, uh, um, Tanya said to me, and it was so funny. Tanya was like, you're just different. She was like, man, it is so crazy to see like how different you are. Um, and most of it came from just taking off the expectations on myself that I was supposed to be act in a particular manner instead of just actually just being that I was just supposed to just be, I didn't have to be doing anything. Um, and that has changed my life so much that I'm just here to be like, I don't have to be doing anything to be worthy. I was born worthy. I just have to be who I am and people are going to love me or hate me, but that ain't my fucking problem. Oh God. Crystal. I love that <laughs> so much. <laughs> what do you, okay. So a word that has been, um, kind of rolling around in my head a lot this year is authenticity. Because mm -hmm. as we learn, right, as we grow, I feel like I change all the time. And so authenticity is like, do you feel like it's a destination? Do you feel like it is where you are currently? What, what, what does authentic, like showing up authentically, what does that mean to you? So for me, I feel like it is being in the presence of how you feel in that moment and showing that without a filter. Mm. So it's not a destination because I think authenticity changes every day when you learn something, right? Authenticity changes, we change. As we learn and grow, we change. After this conversation, the things that we've shared with each other, it's like, oh, damn, that's an aha moment. Oh, damn, damn, didn't think about that. Oh, let me go research that. Let me go look into that. So I am ever evolving. So when I show up, Later this afternoon to talk about this conversation, I am not the same person I was an hour ago, mm -hmm. right? So authenticity is just being who you are in that moment and and um, sharing that with others. So like for me, it's like if I'm in a bad mood, then I'm going to be my authentic self in a bad mood. It is not putting a filter on yourself um, as you show up in any particular way. So I don't think it's a destination. It's just honoring how you feel in that moment and being that person at that time. Authenticity is an evolution. Yes. Yeah. Do you think that the more you lean into who you are, you're more of who you were as a child? Um, I don't know. I think the more I lean into being playful, not as in, in being childlike, not caring what people think, not having all of these restrictions put on me based on what I'm supposed to be, do, and act helps me be more joyful. Yes. I don't know if it helps me have more joy. It helps me to have more fun. Like I am like, I was talking to someone um, that I'm working with and she was like, okay, what are you most excited? I was like, this is fun for me. Like it is fun for me to be able to go help other exercise educators find a place in the world. It is fun for me to help people make safe and inclusive spaces. Like I am having a fucking blast and there are things I get to do in my life that are fun and things I have to do in my life that are business mm -hmm. and having that balance and being okay. that like, eh, I really don't want to do this. It's not really fun, 
but it's a business move that I have to do and I'm okay with it because this business move is going to allow me to have more fun over here. So let's talk about that because finding ease doesn't mean that hard, you don't have to do hard shit. No, not at all. So how do you pick what hard shit you are choosing to do? I, the hard shit I do is the shit that pushes the needle forward. Mm -hmm. So like if it's hard, but it ain't getting me nothing, then why am I doing it? Mm -hmm. Does that like, so if it's hard, if I'm like, so the difference is, okay, prime example, someone will ask me to speak somewhere, right? And if it's not, if it's not something that I enjoy doing or audience that I feel that that we are aligned, I'm going to say no. And I'm going to say no, because I'm going to be resentful the whole fucking time until I get there. And then when I show up, it's going to be really hard for me to show up excited and having fun. Yeah. So I'm just going to say no versus if I'm showing up somewhere and I have to talk, that's work right? I'm going to have to write a speech. I'm going to have to like get there. I'm going to have to make, you know, marketing materials for it, but that's fun for me. So even though it was some work, I know at the end of it, I'm going to have a fucking blast actually doing it. Yeah. It's kind of like taking that client on like a Sunday that you don't really want to do and you're pissed off about it versus taking on a client on a Sunday that you like are excited, like a project that you want to do and you get to be creative. It's kind of the same. Like you get to choose what hard work you do. Yeah. 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 And even with that, like I'm not behind the chair. So I left behind the chair in March. So, um, the, the, now I get to be behind the chair, but when I'm behind the chair, I am only doing fun, creative things for Alpha Park Milano. So I get to decide what the model's hair looks like, which typically I always have two models, two completely different textures. And then I get to do, it's fun for me because like, oh, we're going to do this and I can decide and I'm going to pick these colors and this hairstyle. And I get to create the experience that I'm doing versus showing up in someone um telling me okay Chris I want a full highlight and I need a root smudge or and it's like I don't enjoy that anymore I'm just like that doesn't light me up anymore I enjoy doing hair but I just want to do the hair that I want to do in the creative ways that I want to do it right right yeah yeah because I I think that again I think when people hear finding ease they think that they don't like oh well everything's just perfect and happy and there's not hard work and there's not things like that's where I was confused. I was like, wait, so I don't have to do things I don't want to do. And it was like, no, 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 you still do sometimes, (laughs) Yeah, but you get to choose what they are. And I did the same thing when I started coaching is I would do busy work because I felt like I was supposed to be working. You know, I'm like, wait, what do you mean? I can spend two hours doing what I need to do. And then I can just go chill. Like, that's a thing. People do that. (laughs) (laughs) And then remembering it, because I will tell you before we went to Dallas, all of these, all this magic was happening in my business, right? And I was only working, so I get up super early. So I, I start my day, I would say about 5.30 in the morning with meditation. And then I would finish about one o'clock. So I would finish at one and then I would just do whatever I wanted to do. And all of this stuff was happening. I was like, oh shit, yeah. Woo, woo, woo. I, you know, and I was like, man, if I work till five, imagine how much shit's gonna happen, right? And I was frustrated, irritated, all the things. And when I got to Dallas, I was talking to Lindsay Means and I was like, girl, this is what's happening to blah, blah, blah. And she was like, because you're not meant to, just because you're, just because you're there more doesn't mean you're producing more. Mm. Go back to what you were doing. So my, the old me kicked in and said, if I work harder, 
I'm going to get more. I didn't get any more. All I got was stress the fuck out. Right. And no more. I didn't get any more results Mm -hmm. because that last four hours that I was like drudging through, it made my evening irritable. It made me irritable at my children. It made me, you know, not want to get up the next day to do anything. Mm -hmm. So just because I was working more doesn't mean I was producing more. Right. And it's all because we feel like we should. Like for me, I'm like, well, I'm home now. I have to be in front of the computer from nine to five because that's just what people do. And it was not true. I would fuck around with my calendar. Like I was like doing stuff that like had nothing to do with anything, just busy work for for no reason. Um, And then I was exhausted. (laughs) Yes. Throwing out should have to. Mm -hmm. Because there's not like there are non-negotiables that you have to do. There are things that, but I don't feel like there's anything that you should do because if you don't have to do it and it's non-negotiable, then you just do it if you want to do it. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So, and then asking yourself, like, do I have to do this because I have to do this or do I have to do this because I've been conditioned that I have to do it? Like you said, with the nine and five, like, do I have to be in front of the computer nine and five? Like, am I really getting shit done? Or am I, do I feel like I have to be here because people who work from home to be working nine to five? Right. No, not at all. Because I can get some solid work done in an hour if I'm in it. Yes. And (laughs) I learned it so crazy. Like I will make a to-do list and I will spend two hours and I will knock out a to-do list that'll be like three weeks worth of work. And that you need it one day. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, and I and I have I this is gonna sound this is and I have totally I'll be like, oh fuck that, I'm gonna kick it all week. And people (laughs) people are like you. And I do, like, I am having the time of my life. Like, even now, so I am on a creative patient, which um, when I finish this, I have to do, like, three more things. And I'm probably going to be done by, like, 3 o'clock. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick it. Like, I, and I'm not going to look back. Right. And, and I'm not going to feel bad about it. I just feel like it just makes life way more fun. And I am here to have a good time. We got one life to live. And I'll be damned. If on the last day I'm looking back with any regret. I no. think we were all brought up to work hard so that you can enjoy the last like 15 years of your life. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but my knees already hurt. So like, <laughs> it's like, what are you waiting for to enjoy life? Why do you need permission? What are you waiting on? Why do you feel like you can't work and play hard? Right. Right. And especially like, I mean, I know not everyone has a family that's listening, but especially if you have a family, like my kid, he's seven and he's almost eight years old and he's never going to be this age again, you know, and I don't want to look back and go, where was I, you know? And it's, yeah, it's, and like I said, it, I mean, it, it has been the happiest year of my life this year. And I have probably worked the least amount that I've ever worked you know, um, but things are progressing and that's amazing too, because I'm always shocked after a weekend of doing nothing, how like ready to go on Monday I am. Yeah. You know, I'm not like, Oh shit, I got to go sit in front of the computer. I'm excited. I'm excited to see my clients. I cannot wait. I'm like refreshed. I got all this stuff in my mind. Um, rest is productive, you know, whether rest is play or whatever it it's super productive. Um, what would you tell old Misty and old Crystal, (laughs) if they're listening to this and they're like, bullshit, 
bullshit. It's all bullshit. What would you say to you back then? I would tell me that you deserve this. You deserve everything you can fathom in your life. You deserve joy. You deserve happy. You deserve laughter. You are here to have the ultimate human experience that is made up of every emotion you can possibly think of. Because remember, I didn't believe in emotions. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember, I was oh, like, yes, there's, there's, I, there's, there's no such Crystal thing. was like a like a like a stone statue when I first met her. <laughs> Yeah, I a stone like, statue that heavily avoided me. Yeah, <laughs> by the way, yeah. Like you want to talk about money? I got so many money stories that I don't want to deal with. Um, that's why I would tell myself that we are here. We have one life to live, and we are here to experience it. And the only way to experience it is to be, do, and explore. Mm-hmm. And that goes for the, for the sad emotions and the fear mm-hmm. and the, it goes for all of that. I all think of it. that was another thing I was confused about is like, oh, I'm just going to be happy all the time. And it's like, no, no, no. I'm going to actually appreciate my sadness. You know, I'm going to appreciate all of the emotions that I have in such a different way. I even appreciate my fear now. Like now my fear, I've got something that's scaring me now. And it's like, I'm almost excited about that because yeah. I'm and like, it- Ooh, I haven't felt this fear in a long time. That means something's about to happen, you know? Yep. And then, and then it's asking yourself, like, what are you afraid of? Like when you say, okay, I'm scared, I'm fearful. Okay, what are you what are you fearful for? Are you fearful that you're going to succeed? Are you fearful that it's this? Like most of the time that fear is on the precipice of the next level that you're supposed to be at. And not just like in a career wise, it might just be in a personal development wise, it might be in a mom wise, it might be in a partner wise, that fear, ask yourself, what am I afraid of? Mm -hmm. That fear of success is no joke. That's one of the limiting beliefs I had to go through because I was like, oh my God, I'm actually scared of success. You know, and it's like, and I don't, I was talking to one of my clients behind the chair yesterday and she was talking about how she's making the most money and she's just you know, now she feels like next year she has to make even more. And like, and I was like, are you, she's, what did she say? She's like, the more money I make, the more pressure that's on me. And I'm like, why? She's like, cause I think it's all going to go away. Mm. And I'm like, oh, like your success is terrifying you. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Like just enjoy it. And I guarantee it's going to continue with a different feeling. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't always have to be more. So like right. when you explained, like when you were saying, I think the other part about success is not always more. Success doesn't mean that you're doing more, making more, has more. Success is a mindset. So you can be making less, doing less, having less, and feel successful. 100%. 100%. I can attest to that. <laughs> yeah. um, for anyone listening, If I can give you any piece of advice, it is to constantly be curious about yourself. Constantly, constantly. Don't think that whatever way you think now is the way you're going to think forever. Like seek out, seek out coaches, books, podcasts, you know, anything that you're feeling stuck in because there's layers to this shit that are never ending. And the more you take away, the happier you're going to be. And it, it's not always easy. I mean, I know we've had lots of tears, lots and lots of tears. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but now I almost welcome tears, you know, now I'm like, Oh, something's happening. This is I'm shedding something. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh, I love this. I love this, you know, but I could talk about this forever. Um, okay. New question for the new podcast name. Okay. <laughs> so Crystal, what is being a cash confident stylist mean to you? Being a cash confident stylist means understanding my numbers, understanding exactly what it takes to run my business, understanding how I get the profit that I want in my business. So yeah, to be cash confident stylist is to understanding, understand how and why my business works the way it does to help me produce the life that I want. Love it. And keyword, the life that you want. Yeah. <laughs> Crystal, uh, what do you have coming up? I think that you have something that's possibly like uh, needs to, if they're listening today, they need to like get on it. Yes, yes, yes. So we have opened the doors for the Beauty Collective, which is my 12 month um, DEI business um, mastermind. Um, It is helping stylists create the lives that they want and deserve from an inclusive lens. And understanding um, how to create more safe spaces so people feel like they belong in their chairs. Understanding how and why you may have created a space that isn't welcoming to others. Um, And in doing so, that's going to push you so forward in your ability to have the life that you want. Because if you do everything from an inclusive lens, it's going to happen faster. It's going to come easier. um, And you're going to reach success quicker. I love it. And when does that open and when does that close? So the enrollment opens on September 25th and enrollment closes October the 5th at midnight. Okay. So you have like 24 hours people. (laughs) So get on it. So (laughs) yes, yes, yes. yes. And where can everybody find you? Um, You can hang out with me in these Instagram streets at All Hair Academy. And you can hang out with me in my free Facebook group at All Hair Academy as well. Um, and both can be found, um, on my website at allhairacademy.com. Awesome. So all hair Academy everywhere. Yes, 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 yes. Crystal cheers to years and years of growth that we're just getting started. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you so much. Of course. Anytime, especially these conversations. Yeah. I'll see, I'll see you in Tulum, even though she has a zoom, uh, background that looks like she's there right now. All right, Crystal, have a good one. You too. See you soon. Once again, thank you for listening to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners more than you know. If you like what you hear, please screenshot this episode, share it with a friend, share it on social media, and don't forget to tag me, Misty Jane, and the podcast at Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. You can even take it a step further and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Talk with you on the next one.